Randall. Not your everyday undertaker. Sixty years ago, Randall ran one of St. Louis's all-time hottest jazz bands. <laughs> we were definitely swinging. Today, all that survives of Eddie Randall's St. Louis Blue Devils are a handful of home recordings. The group is not remembered by many. But in its heyday, the ten-piece band served as a training ground for future jazz giants. And many jazz historians credit Randall as one of the great nurturers of young talent in the history of the music. Randall started playing jazz trumpet in 1924 at the age of 17 while working at his father's combination barber shop and shoeshine parlor. Randall became a proficient trumpet player and in 1932 left the barber shop to form the St. Louis Blue Devils. The St. Louis Blue Devils quickly became one of the best of what are now called territory bands. These were regional bands formed in mid-sized cities of the South and Midwest during the swing era, bands which spent much of their time on the road, going from town to town, playing one-night stands. We just played to please the people. And whenever I would go to town to play, I would go to the jukebox. And whatever they were featuring, whatever band was featured there, whatever the people seemed to like, I would come up with that style. Very creative, very interesting music. Paul DeMarinis, the director of jazz studies at Webster University in St. Louis, says that territory bands like Randall's Blue Devils have received short shrift in jazz history books because little or none of their music was ever preserved. It was simply a matter of geography. The recording centers were so distant that many of these musicians never got recorded, many of these bands were never heard except by locals. But what the locals heard, according to Demarinus, was usually dynamite. The musicians were top-notch. The bands, free from the control of record companies, would experiment, breaking rules and crossing styles. Eddie Randall developed a reputation as a generous, scrupulously fair band leader, a skilled trumpet player, and a nurturer of young talent. He gave Ernie Wilkins his start as an arranger. Bassist Jimmy Blanton was playing with Eddie the night he was discovered by Duke Ellington. Trumpeter Clark Terry played with the Blue Devils, as did saxophonists Oliver Nelson and Jimmy Forrest. In late 1942, a 17-year-old high school sophomore in St. Louis a young trumpet player named Miles Davis was dared by his girlfriend to try and get his first ever job with Eddie Randall's Blue Devils. He called up Eddie Randall and said that uh, he wanted to come over and audition for his band. Quincy Troop co-wrote Miles Davis's autobiography and is also Eddie Randall's cousin. When I heard the first note, he had a job then because he had a beautiful sound, scared to death. 
the first jam session that Miles was in, it was, I had the guys laughing. We were playing at a place called the Club Rum Boogie, and Miles' knees was knocking. Miles was scared, and he was a youngster. And that's his first session like that. And I laughed. I said, you don't need no drummer. You can send the drummer home. I said, Miles knees keep dying for it. But boy, he, what was coming out of that horn was something beautiful. He was playing. He was excellent playing. Miles Davis stayed with the Blue Devils for nearly two years as a trumpet player and later as the band's musical director. No recordings exist of the Blue Devils during this period. In his autobiography, Miles says that playing with Randall, who he called Boss Man, was one of the most important steps of his career. According to Quincy Troop, Miles Davis always remembered Eddie Randall. When I see him and he said, you're going to St. Louis. I said, yeah. Said, Tell boss man, I said, hi. In 1943, Eddie Randall stopped playing music full-time and became a funeral director. I make a joke out of why I went into business. I tell people that I was playing one night and hit a sour note and a man dropped dead, and I said, that's the business for me. <laughs> Over the years, Eddie Randall built this business into one of the largest, most successful funeral homes in St. Louis, and the Blue Devils became little more than a fading memory. Eight poorly recorded songs, a footnote at best in jazz history books. I'm so overjoyed of what I did that it doesn't matter. I know I did it. If nobody knows it but me, I, I know. And that's it. For Crossroads, I'm David Isay. <laughs> Do you love music? Do you know about the musical map of Missouri? Dallas Wayne, Chuck Berry, Dave Alvin, Robbie Folks, The Skeletons, The Ozark Mountain Daredevils, Uncle Tupelo, Wayne Carson, Nellie, Lou Whitney, Symptoms Morell, Kansas City, Jeff City, St. Louis, St. Joe, Columbia, Buckle of the Bible Belt, the Studio on South Avenue in Springfield, 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 Missouri. Add the Missouri Music Podcast to your list of favorites. Lawyer, author, and Slewfoot Records label owner Dale Wiley takes you on a musical trip around Missouri while raising funds for Musical Map of Missouri, a nonprofit organization which will help ensure Missouri musicians affected by COVID-19. Visit MissouriMusicPodcast.com for more information. Tune in to the Missouri Music Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.